I know you had a very public breakup, and then I just saw you're in the news last week. Well, I've been praying to God to send me a new man. A good man. And, uh... Well, here we go. What did comedian Tiffany Haddish have to say about the four Peachtree City police officers that arrested her on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon? You're going to find out during this episode of the Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast. Plus, remember last episode, I asked Donna if she could remove one episode or one specific segment from any of the 223 episodes of this podcast so that her 15-year-old daughter couldn't listen and hear? What episode will Donna pick? We'll find out coming up. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and your friends. We have conversations about current events and pop culture and music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. And take it, Donna. <laughs> my name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Okay. Um, so there was my colonoscopy situation that was going on, if you recall. Where I had to get, I was supposed to get the colonoscopy. Remember, I got fast tracked. I went to the doctor, and he's like, "I'm like, so can I go meet the doctor that's going to be doing my colonoscopy?" Yes, you know, will we have like a consultation? No, you don't need a consultation. You're the certain age. You need the colonoscopy. They're going to take you right in. You're ready to roll. I'm like, okay. So I had to pump the brakes on that one. Play all kinds of COVID and all kinds of stuff. And I know I need to get it done. Everybody's going to reach out to me, and I am going to get it done. And this is a PSA to, for you to pull up your big girl panties and go get these things done unless you're me. However, you, you haven't done it yet. No, not yet. But I'm working on it. Now, okay, I went to see said same doctor the other day. Guess what I'm now in line for? A shingle shot. I have now reached the age where not only do I need a colonoscopy, but I need a shingle shot. What do you, I don't even know what that is. Well, I actually have a couple of friends who, like if you're in your 40s or a little higher... Um, if you, I forget what it is, like maybe if you've had chicken pox or whatever, but anyways, you can get shingles and they are basically hides on, I mean, hives, hives, hides, hives on steroids. And you've had hives before and you are prone to hives when you get like stressed out. Actually, since you and I've been married, you've never had the hives, but you had them all the time when you were married to that woman before. Do you remember? I had them once, twice, had them, maybe. Okay, twice is a lot for hives. Is I mean, okay. massive hives where you have to take to a milk bath. All right. So I am not that age. Well, I just happened in passing. So he writes me this order, fast tracks me to get to get the old uh, shingle shot. And I was talking to my friend about it. And she goes, oh, my God, that thing hurts so bad. And she's like, it hurts. Like, have you ever had like a... Um, uh, tetanus shot and I'm like not since fifth grade because you know what I say to the doctor every time they ask me if I had a tetanus shot I just had one just had it stepped on a, a, a board you know a, a creaky board nail nail went up my foot got my um, interestingly enough had to get my tetanus shot I'm good and here's the thing they can't find the records because like what you do is I know this particular doctor that I'm going to right now has um has like uh what do they call them? credentials with Northside. Well, he's uh, that, that's, he has rights. Right, yeah. But so I know that Northside can share their records. So he's like, where'd you get your... Uh, Piedmont. Yeah, where'd you get your tetanus shot? Emory, Johns Creek. Mm-hmm, that's another hospital chain if you're listening from out of state. Like I might even say like Vancouver. You're Piedmont. Yeah, I was just traveling, stepped on a board when I was on vacation, got my shot in Vancouver. They're not willing to share records over the border. So 
I'm thinking this is what I'm going to do with my colonoscopy. Although I know I need to get get it. it. I know I need to get it. And everybody tells me it's the best sleep you've ever gotten. Okay. But I just have this thing about it. But anyway, so now I got to get a shingle shot too. And I probably need a tetanus shot. Truth be told. Why? Why what? Just tetanus. Just because? Because I could step on a, a board. I don't know. I mean, I, because honestly, I haven't had one. I don't know that I've ever had a tetanus shot because I, I have not. I have lied about it since I was old enough to start talking to a doctor, which for our generation was when you were five because your mom and your daddy didn't talk for you all the time. You know, like basically they sent you into the doctor's office by yourself. They're like, you need to go in there and get your MMR. You're like, what's that? You're like five, measles, measles, mumps, rubella. You're like, am I old enough to do this? Are you old enough to walk in? Yes. But nowadays we have to go in with our kids and we have to sit there and we have to read the sign about don't let your kids play on the rolly table and we have to talk for them. How is Jimmy feeling? Well, he's got a low grade fever. He's very stopped up. But did you used to say, you, you would used to answer that question when you were a child? Yes. You talk to the doctor and tell him? My mom and daddy didn't tell everybody everything. Like they didn't talk for me. That's Why, why do you do that then? Why do I do what? Why do you speak for the kids? I don't. You do? No, I don't. Okay. Not to the extreme that some people do, but I mean, yes, a little bit. Because also, honestly, nowadays, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, okay, in the good old days, they did not have the doctor come in and tell us that we had to wear a helmet, we shouldn't play with our daddy's gun, and we shouldn't drink alcohol and or sex, have sex or smoke weed. Okay. You just knew you weren't supposed to do those things. The six deadly sins or whatever they are, okay? Nowadays, they have to ask you to leave the room. Are you okay if we talk to your child separately? And then the children have to do the mental health thing, which I think is good. We talk about that all the time on the podcast. But it's kind of like they're, that gives the doctors opportunity for these kids to like squeal on you. Does daddy have a gun? You know? But daddy can have a gun. It's got to be locked up. Has daddy ever pointed the gun at mom? Okay, Donna. I'm just saying, it's it's an opportunity for these children to like kind of squeal on you to the doctor. You know, does Did, your mom? Here's how it goes down: Does your mama make you wear your helmet? Mama does, daddy doesn't. It's like what? Do you warn the kids before you go in, though, knowing that this sidebar with the doctor and in confidence is is going to happen? Do you do you do you have a conversation with the kids before you go in? Just say, listen, you know, if the questions you're not really comfortable well, answering, don't yeah. don't feel that you have to answer them. Okay, I did not do that with the doctor because I just was like, my kids will tell us about that. But I will tell you one time before vacation Bible school, I had a little conversation with Olivia. And I said, let me tell you something. This Olivia is, is now 18. Yeah. I said, this is how it all came down with Jesus and Mary and all this stuff. Because at the time she was going to a Christian academy. So I figured she was pretty well covered. Her bases were covered. But there was something specific that she could never get. And I can't even remember what it was. It was about Jesus rolling the stone. She's like, that stone rolled away. But she had the story completely wrong. And so I was trying to like give her like the Cliff Notes version before she got into Vacation Bible School. Because basically what Vacation Bible School is, is it's when the good Christian kids bring the hoodlum friends from the neighborhood. It used to be when we were growing up. Again, things have changed. But when we were growing up. It's like, you know, somebody would call out to you and they'd be like, a uh, little hide. Jimmy wants to bring you to his church for vacation Bible school. And your mom's like, good, free babysitting. You're going to do some crafts. Take little hide. But what were they doing when you were there? At Re- vacation Bible recruiting. school? Recruiting. Recruiting. Oh, yes. Yes. Because you would always come home, and I would too. And, they'd, and I'd come home because, like, my dad played golf every weekend and did not, my dad did not go to church with our family. And so I would come home. I'd go, Mama, they said the daddy's the spiritual leader. 
And she's like, well, not around here. And I'd say, well, they want me to bring daddy to church. And so she's like, well, go tell daddy Uh what they're telling you (laughs) in vacation Bible school. So I would go and I would say to my dad, dad, because I'd find him out, you know, cutting the grass. I'd be like, they're telling me at vacation Bible school that you need to come to Smyrna First Methodist with me. This is going to be good. Yeah. To Smyrna First Methodist with me. Yeah. Go ahead. He said, they can kiss my ass. They don't need to be telling you that. That's what Charlie would tell you. Yeah. He'd say, y'all can go to church and you need to go to church. And I said, well, why don't you need to go to church? And he said, because I know what I'm, I'm doing. I'm right with God. I'm like, well, why am I not right with God? He said, because you're not there yet. So he like flipped it around on me. But if you think about it, that's really what Vacation Bible School is. It's, a, it's like a, a one-week camp, but it's really a recruitment video. For the hoodlums. I mean, I went to hoodlum. Were you? No, but your friends were. Welcome to the podcast. Take a moment, if you don't mind, and rate us everywhere that you listen to podcasts, including Spotify. I rated us on Spotify the other day. I did too. What'd you give us? A two, a five. The, ma- I, the max number of stars that you can. I was thinking, would it be better if they could rate us separately? Only you. I'm just not kind of getting into Spotify. You know, for the longest time. Oh, boy. Well, hang on. For the longest time, when... In, in radio, you know, Spotify used to be a big competitor for radio. Remember? I mean, you couldn't talk it about like it. It was like the devil. Yeah. yeah. Well, so it was Apple Music and iTunes and then came podcasting and satellite radio. Now, it doesn't really matter. So, like, I made a playlist. I was so proud of myself on Spotify. I love that. Like, dragging songs in and you get you go down like a rabbit hole and you hear songs like Atlantic Star. Secret Lover. Remember that one? Yes, I do. I heard that since Skate World. I love that. That's like MacArthur Park from Donna Summer. Don't know that one. Oh, yeah, where they're baking the cake and it was raining. So uh, Spotify now has a uh, star system. All right, so five stars when you have time. We'll wait if you want to do that now. Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, we appreciate it. All right, that's the way the podcast is discovered by new people. Dr. Johnny Fever has died. That's sad. For those of us in radio, and you listen, don't forget that Donna, your career, for the most part, was in radio as well. Yes. Dr. Johnny Fever from WKRP in Cincinnati. All right, everybody. Surf's out. And it's a beautiful day here in Cincinnati. That's right, babies. We got a blistering 14 degrees outside, and there's a gentle wind wafting down from the north at about a thousand miles an hour. (laughs) All right, now it's time to strap them on, babies. Here we go. It's Dr. Fever's seasonal Cincinnati snowshoe shuffle stomp. You ready? Everybody dance. I can feel the excitement already. So the same day that Dr. Johnny Fever dies, Sunday. The Cincinnati Bengals, WKRP in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals advanced to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1989. And a lot of people are drawing the conclusion there, Donna, that Dr. Johnny Fever took one for the team. I loved WKRP. I just thought, you know, and this was obviously way before, way, way, way before I started working in radio, but I just thought it was so cool. Like, you remember there's Lonnie Anderson? Yes. Yes. Les Nessman. Les Nessman. I mean, it was just, it was the, just the craziest, quirkiest assorted cast of characters. It was kind of like The Office before The Office, you know? But here's the amazing thing about WKRP. 
When I started working in radio in the 90s, it was still kind of like that. And yours was too. I mean, the cast of characters that you would meet up with and just how like, I don't know how to explain it, but like how on-air people are like on-air people. Salespeople are like salespeople. Traffic, which is where they used to call, you know, that's where the commercials are scheduled is in the traffic department. Production. Everybody kind of has their own little niche. And it, it is true. Like, I mean, the best personalities always gravitated toward radio, PR, advertising, all of it. And, and back then, you had one job, and that was it. That's it. Now in radio, you could do eight different jobs. You could be answering the phone the and doing your show. Same yeah. amount of money. Yeah. The character of Dr. Johnny Fever was based on an Atlanta DJ, and his name was Skinny Bobby Harper. And it was a Quixie, I believe, wasn't it? WQXI, which was the, you know, Quixie, and then yes. became Star 94. Yes. Right? Yes. He died in 2003. Listen to the very end of this episode, and we have a uh, an Easter egg for WKRP fans and also fans of Dr. Johnny Fever. Super Bowl is set. Bengals and the Rams. Now, the Falcons will have road games next season against both those teams. Georgia players going to the Super Bowl. You ready for this time? From the Rams, Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Sonny Michelle. Leonard Floyd. And assistant coach Thomas Brown from Cincinnati, the Bengals, Trey Hill, plus uh, Elijah Holyfield, who's on the practice squad. Also for the Bengals, he was born in Chattanooga, but raised and, and went to middle and high school in Rossville, Georgia, which is uh, Lauren Elena's hometown. Von Bell for the Bengals. Okay, can we talk about the hottest man going to the Super Bowl? Uh, the coach. Sean McVay. Uh, Get out there in your khakis. Bending and stretching. Coloring on his clipboard. Golly. He is married to a, or I don't even know if they're, I think they are married now. I mean, talk about, like, she is like some Russian bombshell. Veronica Komen. I mean, woo boy. They're some good looking people, those two. Wait, do you even know where the Super Bowl is? I don't. Um, I don't. I'll have to, I'll have to. I have like, no idea. I'll have to look that up. I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about now. Because last episode, we had Charlotte, who is our 15-year-old daughter, in the studio slash guest bedroom. And when she left, I said to you, you know, Charlotte's big into podcasting right now. She's a huge fan of Crime Junkie. And then this conversation took place from the last episode. If there were one episode from the 200, this is 221, of episodes of the My Second Night podcast, if there were one episode that you could remove so that she couldn't listen to it, what would it be? Or what was the single topic? Uh, I know, sitting okay. here right now. Okay, well, we don't want it right now. Oh, okay. Well, you have conviction about this. You're going to be ready to talk about it next episode? Uh, I'm ready now. But yes, I'll be ready okay, next we don't episode. Have time now. Okay, next episode. So here we are. I, I don't have anything, by the way. You don't have a single episode. You have not have- said a single thing. In two years that you wish you could take back? Probably. Yeah, probably. So there's a couple things, but not not so much that I would want to remove the episode. I, I always have thought when you when when we sit down and the headphones go on and the tape starts rolling that, that you gotta own it. Whatever you say, you say. Uh me too, unless you're part. unless you're outed by someone like you you did me. If you recall, you oh, told yeah. Charlotte 
who you, I had you were married that before. I had, yeah, okay, that I had been previously married. Well, I didn't tell her, Donna. We're headed. We're going somewhere, and I'm listening to the podcast that comes up that episode, that conversation from that episode. I don't think anything about it, and she leans up, and she hits pause, and she says, "What did Mom just say?" And I thought, "Oh shit!" And that's kind of when it hit me that that she didn't know that you'd been married before, right? Because I have a timetable, had a schedule. Yeah. Well. I had a, I had it planned out just like I did with Olivia. Took her to dinner, talked about it, wrapped it up in a pretty bow. What happened know. after she found out? Oh, shit. That. Go ahead. What happened was we just talked about it. And I said that I had never, I mean, because I didn't want her to think that I was trying to keep it from her. I had never not. Why did you tell her? Because she wasn't ready yet. And. Honestly, we didn't have kids. I wasn't married to someone who had kids. So there was, there's never a good time when your kids are little to go, hey, you know, mom was married before. Because in your kid's mind until they get to a certain age, which is now high school, they want to kind of believe, like if you talk about old boyfriends or girlfriends, they're like, ooh, because they kind of want to believe that like your only love in life is your spouse or was your spouse. And then when they get into like, I would say middle school. In my back. Yes. Middle school and high school it starts to make sense to them. And so then they can kind of handle the conversation. And the way I framed it with Olivia is that there is no timetable for love that sometimes you take chances that work out. And sometimes you take chances that don't. And some people are very pragmatic about love and, you know, have this internal timeline where they have to date X amount of years and be engaged this amount of time. And I was never like that. I was a leaper. Like if my heart took me that way, I was all in. And that's not the best way to live, honestly. It served me well sometimes, and it hasn't served me well other times. But I, not not with you. I just my. Well, I didn't say anything. But my point is to them that you know you, well, a couple of things. You really should probably make sure that the stars are aligned. But I explained to them in both situations that I kind of thought they were. And number two is that you always you're not a tree. Anybody who's listening right now. You know, it's funny when people say, like, I just wish I could get out of this situation. I'm just so stuck. I'm so stuck. I'm so stuck. No, you're not. You're not a tree. You're not stuck. Okay? You're never stuck in anything. So, also, I was not happy in those situations. I didn't have kids at the time. And I, it was best. And honestly, happiness is a two-way street. So, it was like, you know, I wanted that person to be happy. And I wanted to be happy. You know, we, we weren't affecting kids lives or anybody else's lives so but i wanted to do that whole full thing where i wrapped up in a bow but nope chick-fil-a parking lot drive through car number seven right but here we come but she knows that now so why would you remove that like what what topic or, or episode? because i would have liked for her i think she this is what she said is there anything else that i don't know well, about there you is. you know like me yeah what oh okay let's stop let's stop Stop. Okay, stop. Okay, so my point being, she that she knows now yeah. from, from listening to the podcast, yeah. you've been married. Is there anything, though, that, that's out there in the 223 episodes that if she, she listened tonight to it, you would you would not want her to do that? I mean, some of the crazy stuff you say. Okay. No, no. But other than that, that's no. not what I thought it would be. Well, okay. Well, you don't have you don't have anything. You didn't bring anything to the table. I don't have anything. I own okay. everything that I've said. Good I got or bad. it. Good Let's, or bad. I've got. I, I feel like we never wrap things up. I've, you know the, that we talk about. First of all, 
someone has gotten rid of all my pictures and I'm going to find out who it is and what they've done with them. And that's why I could not find my meatloaf picture. However, Jim Ogletree is going to send me that meatloaf picture. So we're going to get that up there. That's number one. Number two, the Super Bowl. Felicity, what does that mean? What is LVI? Is that the 52nd? I am not good with Roman numerals. Are you? Uh-uh. I can know if they're two X's. But when you have to minus, like as an X with a yeah, three, that one. Three X, triple X. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is 52. And it is being played at SoFi Stadium in uh, Inglewood, California. So honestly, like Sean McVay can just rev up his Tesla. Yeah, the Rams have like home field advantage. He can just head up there on his Tesla. Anywho, um, but here's my favorite thing. This halftime show. I mean, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Let me tell you something. This is what these kids are going to be doing at halftime. They're going to be like, how do mom and daddy know those songs? Living on gin and juice, sipping on gin and juice. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? And when Eminem starts and we know every single word with mom's spaghetti, come on. And Mary J. Blige. I mean, this is going to be incredible. They're going to school all these previous acts that have come out there and taking the damn tops off and turn cartwheels and had marching bands show and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, Rooters and Tutors. They don't, you don't need to do that. Just show up. Show up and play. And that's what these people are going to do. It's going to be incredible. Old school. Kicking it. Old school. Uh, 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 I can't wait. During the, uh, did you walk, you didn't because we were at dinner with, with family. Um, but Sunday, during the Chiefs Bengals halftime show, Walker Hayes is out there singing one of those songs that sounds like every other song he's recorded. And the sound blows up, Donna. And so you have these CBS sports analysts, you know, at the anchor desk trying to do their halftime report, brought to you by the Home Depot. Build it bigger, build it better, whatever their tagline is. And they can't even hear themselves. And you cannot hear. I, I thought I had the audio and I don't. You can't hear the analysts talking about the first half of the game because Walker Hayes, I think like people's ears were blown inside Arrowhead stadium. But I mean, how does this man worm his way with this music into everything? The five man crew is from the New York post. The five man crew was drowned out by country singer Walker Hayes's halftime performance as it was breaking down the first half, which saw the chiefs take a 21 10 lead at home. Now we now know, the Bengals came back because the Bengals are headed to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, that's, but it says some, somewhere I saw where Walker Hayes was doing a, a montage, a medley of his hits. And I thought, shit. I feel like we pick on Walker a lot. I mean, he is a great artist. I just don't understand this stuff he's doing right now. Because there's a new one out. I shared one with you on TikTok the other day with him and his daughter. This isn't even the latest song. This is another one with the dance. Here is, uh, here's the audio from the halftime show. Opportunity or no other chance. If you play Patrick Mahomes, you bet they're going to hit big plays down. Bottom line, Patrick Mahomes, stay patient. Keep running the football right now. The kids, Isaiah Wickler, they can control the clock. The offense that dominates the intermediate area, they're going to win. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they are nickel and diamond. I mean, that's loud. That's loud. Like, what would you do if you're, you're Jim Nance at the, the CBS Sports halftime desk trying to do the report brought to you by Progressive Insurance? I mean, I just feel like, what the somebody hell? Somebody at the network hollering, we don't care, we don't give a shit about your report. You got to get the progressive insurance mention in. You know, now they're going to have to make good all of this this money, this advertising to the halftime show sponsors on, on the television because 
they didn't get their their plugs in their their their, their spots in their mentions. Don't you think Lainey like Walker's wife is like, okay, number one, we got to wash those jeans, and number two, like he's spending so much time learning these dance. Like, what is he sacrificing to learn all these dances? I mean, because he he's busy right now because he's on a kind of a tour he's and he's an album tour. yeah album tour. But I mean, like, do you? And maybe he's just in. Which he clearly is. I mean, he's very gifted. But do you know how long it would take me for one of these kids to teach me, like, the rolly or something? Like, I tried to do that um, jerk or die the other day, where he was like, jerk, 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 jerk. If you spill that Coke and that microphone. Don't be a jerk, jerk, jerk. Uh Anyways, so I was trying to jerk it backwards, you know, the way you do. And I thought I was doing pretty good, I think. And then I tripped over the rug in the kitchen and about killed myself. And Charlotte's like, oh, that would have been good because then that goes on to a different, there's another sounder out right now on TikTok where if you fall, people are recording that one. So I could have been a double, like, double, Talk, a double viral. Double talker. Like a, like a double COVID. Have you seen the trend where um, the people are auditioning to become a backup singer for Adele? Yes. And like they're dancing to uh, Rolling in the Deep or something. Yes. Have you seen yeah, those? I have seen oh, those. Oh, it's hilarious. But back to Walker. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. Well, you bring up a good point. What is he sacrificing to put all this time and effort into, into, these into TikTok? Yeah. How long did it take you to learn TikTok dance? Shh, I never learned it. I think I did one. Which now, one did I you loved do? it. Huh? Which one did you do? The one we did in the kitchen. That was different. That was just us doing our knee. You would not do the neon moon with me. No. Because no, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Now, I love TikTok. I'm a TikTok fan. I have an account. But I don't I don't post videos and things. Now what they're getting ready to do, they being TikTok, kind of like LinkedIn, where you get to see who has looked at your profile. Right now you don't get that information on on TikTok. Now you used to, and then they did away with it because of privacy issues or something like that, stalking and that kind of stuff. But they're bringing it back to where when someone views your profile, you can see that person's handle, their account, their name, or whatever. Kind of like on LinkedIn. When you when you go see someone's profile, they get not notification necessarily, but they can see that you've been there, right? Yes. Yes. Same thing's coming back to TikTok. Okay, and I was telling you this the other day. It's kind of like Celine. It's all coming back to me now. Um, I have this new, you know, I'm I go down these dark holes as we all know about where I like I'll be surfing on the internet for like two hours trying to find out like I don't even know what like who invented lemonade, but anyway, um. And then that'll take me to like Beyonce lemonade. And then I'll get into all the Becky with the good hair. And like, I mean, it just like, it just keeps going and going, 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 going. It's like the gift that keeps giving. However, my new stalking obsession is LinkedIn. And I told you this the other day. I mean, I've always been on LinkedIn for work, but I've always found LinkedIn very boring. And like, yet again, it's just something that people have to keep up with. And like, you've got to post, but you can, you know, on LinkedIn, you're supposed to be more serious. It's the serious side of you. So you're only supposed to post like articles about where, I like to be motivated by a positive boss, you know, that kind of thing. Like you can't be posting your grandma like falling down or falling off a ski lift because you you can, but, but people are just like, why is he doing that? Like, that's weird. And I've tried to explain that to you. Like there's certain things you have to do on certain social medias. Says who though? The world. Anyway, I have become obsessed with looking up people that I either did not like in high school or college or people I used to date and what they're doing now because you can find their jobs. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, I can't believe Linda's doing that. You dated Linda? No, but like 
if I didn't like her or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, she wasn't that smart. And so what you want to do is make yourself still feel a little bit better because you like, Linda hadn't gotten ahead of you. How about this? How about, do, do you see one like the peanut farmer that you dated from uh-huh. Georgia? And I'm like, dang, that sucks. I probably should have tilled lock, some more land. Lock that down? Yeah. Have you have you come across one though that has made you say, "Wow, he's doing very well." I should have I should have. That's what I just said. Okay. Tilled land, tilled land. I don't, I don't know what that means. Tilled the land. I don't a know what that means. Ball- I don't know what that means. With your tractor, if you're okay. a peanut farmer. Right. Right. Oh lord. Who 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 other than the I, it wasn't farmer, it wasn't even them. I just I find it fascinating. Just like there's this guy that I used to work with at um in one of my past lives at a music company. Uh-huh. Um. No, and he became like we we never dated or anything, but he. Why make it formal, right? Well, he used to wear overalls with no shirt underneath them, and if there's a couple of people that listen to this podcast, that would probably know who I'm talking about. And he became the president of a label, a major label. But the guy was always awesome at like finding talent. He was great at sales um, because his job then was to sell to wholesale accounts, like record bar and places like that you know sell music to him and he was amazing at that but we were always just like oh my god this kid is like never gonna make it and he became like the president of this huge label and the things he's done just like reading like do you ever read like what people's job like what they do in their job and you're like i know how to do one of those things much less this person's doing 42 of these things like what would your job description say mine personally yeah. Well, I mean, read it from a LinkedIn account. Well, I know, but I mean, like, do you have all those fancy words? No, because it's, it's no, there's no fancy words in radio. Yeah, mine's or like, podcasting. mine's like sit around, talk people into buying things. Yeah. And, 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 and but you're very good form, at that, though. You're very good at that. But in any form of my life, it could be in retail, it could have been in radio, just talk Print. people into buying crap. Yeah. Yeah. But you've made a damn good career doing that, you know? Yeah. But I don't have those fancy words. But the fancy words don't matter, Don. Like logistics and I don't even know what. Peyton Manning popped into Weekend Update to talk about Tom Brady and the retirement, or not. I have a better perspective on this than almost anyone in history. How great were those games? Yeah, I heard they were incredible. <laughs> you heard? Yeah, it sounds like all the teams did a great job, lots of passing, and uh, all the touchdowns were in the end zone. <laughs> So you didn't watch any of the games? Well, I planned to, but I had an hour to kill before the first game. And just for fun, I put on the first episode of Emily in Paris Season 2. <laughs> and I watched the entire season straight through. Oh, my God, Colin. This show has everything. <laughs> Romance, adventure, sensuality, culture, a fresh take on feminism, finally. <laughs> Not to mention a culinary tapestry so rich I can only describe it as food porn. In, in football news, did you hear the rumors that Tom Brady might be retiring? Yeah, I'm not sure it's true. I think it's probably just speculation. But if it were me, I probably would retire if it gave me more time to watch Emily in Paris. Funny or not. Funny or not. The, the entire sketch, the entire bit on Weekend Update was based around that show. I know nothing about it. I have watched it. It is very good. I think it would be funny if he was funnier. He's just, he can be funny. Well, he didn't write the line. I mean, he didn't write it. I know, but it just didn't seem the like. Delivery, it, it was yes, flat. He's the like, delivery is a little flat. Let's talk about the timeline with the whole Tom Brady thing. It was one tweet at 2.34 p.m. Eastern from a reporter for ESPN. I was shocked, Donna, at how one tweet brought this story to a place that, that I would have never thought that it would have gone. The tweet heard around the world. We have a timeline here we're going to look at real quick. 
of, of what's happened since the reporter, uh, Adam Schefter, reported that Tom Brady is retiring. So he, he tweets that, that Tom Brady's retiring after 22 years in the league. Sent the internet into a frenzy Saturday afternoon. But then reports emerged that, that Tom Brady's decision was not yet made. So the tweet was followed up at 2.48 p.m. by Brady, Tom Brady's company, TB12 Sports. They tweeted a list of his accomplishments congratulating him on a storied career. But that tweet was deleted within the hour. Two minutes later at 2.50 p.m. Eastern, reporters from the Tampa Bay Times and the uh, Athletic pumped the brakes on the news cycle, reporting that Tom Brady had yet to tell the Bucks of his plans to retire. The coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arian, says, no, he hasn't that we know of. His agent just told us he hasn't made up his mind yet. One minute later, the NFL tweets a graphic from its official verified Twitter account saying that the seven-time Super Bowl champ was retiring with the hashtag, thank you, Tom, 3.02 p.m., despite reports that Tom Brady had not informed the Bucks about his plans. Players from the Buccaneers started to tweet their, their congratulations. Sports Illustrated comes in at 3.47 p.m. What do they want to do? They want to smack ESPN because they're competitors. ESPN's getting all this, this, this good or bad. Come on, they're getting all of this. Press. Yeah. Sports Illustrated says, Brady's longtime agent, Don Yee. Can you imagine the money that man's made? Says a 44-year-old quarterback will address the situation soon. Um, on February 4th, he gets $15 million of his $20 million 2022 signing bonus paid out. So they have to wait until at least then. Yeah. Number two. Uh, everybody, of course, is blaming it on Giselle Bunchkin, his wife, saying that, you know, she's behind this, that she ma- is making him retire. She's worried about his safety. She wants him to be able to spend time with their kids. What's wrong with that? We know that football is um, a dangerous sport. It's been proven. And I have this love-hate relationship with Tom Brady. It's really weird. Um, I was never a Patriots fan, but I do love Brady. But then all the stuff happened with like Inflategate and everything. And then I watched this fascinating documentary on him because you know how I love sports documentaries. We've talked about this before. And it was called Time Ver- Tom versus Time. And it was fascinating. And it showed this side of him that I had never seen with him with his kids. And I thought he was a really, really, really good dad. The, the parts that they showed, you know, of him. And I just never knew that side of him. What I knew about him was that he was kind of like this, almost like a robot, cold, calculated, you know, um, all about winning. And it just showed a really warm side of him. You know what showed a different side to him as well was after the Super Bowl parade when he was drunk. Yes. Remember? I think he was drunk on, on the tequila. Boat, on yeah. the flotillas. And, and so he was walking around talking and doing interviews and, yes. and on people's social media channels and he was he was drunk and i think there were people that looked at that kind of like exactly and and had seen him before that maybe as the person you described a little robotic and and, and so everything's so controlled so controlled and so i think that this retirement thing is so tom brady because there's part of me that thinks he the story got ahead of him but i think he also is very calculating and that he wants to see what the public reaction is if the public is like, 
oh, whatever, who gives a shit if he retires or doesn't retire? You know, I can't stand him anyway. Or if they're like, oh my gosh, this is so sad. But what's starting to come out are these tweets from players and stuff that, oh my gosh, what a great, you know, player you were, what a legend you were. It's kind of Michael Jordan-ish. And if you've watched The Last Dance, you realize that there is a very public persona of Michael Jordan. And then there was one kind of behind the scenes that the players were like, eh, you know. And I kind of think it's the same thing with Brady. It's almost like he's testing the water to see what's the reaction going to be? And so is he going to be like, no, 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 I was just kidding. I'm still, I'm still hanging around. I got, I got a couple more years in me. Or is he going to be like, you know what? It's time for me to ride off into the sunset because he feels like he's going to get this great send off. And there are a lot of people saying that this is going to be like a, an Eagles retirement. You know what that is? I don't. That's like the Eagles who have been retiring for oh, how many the years? Eagles, the rock group. The final tour. Yeah, or Scanner. There's a lot of, a lot of bands like yeah, that. Yeah, and kind of like Michael Jordan. Alabama is another example. Right, where he retires, but he comes back to play later, somewhere else, you know, because he is the bionic man. I mean, he really is. When, you, when I watched this documentary, it was on Facebook. It was fascinating. I mean, just his workout regimen and what he does. But I mean, listen, if you're married to Giselle Bunchkin and she says, Tom, come home. You're going to come home. I'm sorry. You are coming home. Is he going to come back to the NFL, you think? I think so. Maybe. not. I mean, not soon. I think he'll take some time off, and then he's still a young guy. You know, he's got plenty of time. Yeah. He's older than that man? Yeah. I think he's going to go. To the, I'll tell you where I think he's going to go. He's going to get on that rocket ship with Jeff Bezos or wherever and go to the moon and do some things like that because that's like traveling for like a Tom Brady. He's like, I'm going to take a few vacations, and the next thing you know, he's on the moon. You know what I mean? This is like Mardi Gras. I like it. Two more weeks. Two more weeks for you to uh, watch the movie. The, it's, it's a two-minute movie. Come on. From Gallery Furniture. And uh, two weeks, we're going to give away those George Bulldog Hinkle rocking chairs from the Hinkle Rocking Company, established in 1883. Gallery Furniture. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Gainesville. College Park. You'll be rocking in style. That's a high-stepper band. I like it. A hi-hat. Donna's got some great deals. I mean, always, always, always. You know, the great thing about Gallery is it's not one of those places where, like, I saw this commercial come on the other day for inks to goats inks, and it was, like, all about how you missed the sale the week before because of the snow, which just shows how out of touch they are because in our market where we live, we're locally if you're listening to the podcast there was no snow now some of you guys listening to the podcast everywhere just like being snowed in but the point of it is is that they're just so out of tune with what's really going on in your market and they're out of tune with what's going on in your life so it's like you don't have to wait for don and them to have a sale in air quotes because that's what furniture places do they you know they mark everything up so they all, can market back so they can market, market back down, down. For a big sale. Yeah. yeah for the sale to make you feel better it's just like an optics thing donna and them basically are having a sale seven days a week, every time the doors are open, because she's going to work with you. You know, she's going to help you find the right price for what you're looking for. So you don't have to wait until you hear that, oh, this place is having a sale. And then try to go over there, try to fight your way in, try to get the attention of a salesperson that could care less about you, try to find out if it's in stock, try to find out if you qualify for financing, try to find out if you can get a delivery date. You don't need to worry about any of that. Just go up and see Donna, see Marilyn, see Shane, see anybody there. And I guarantee you they're going to take care of you. Find it at Gallery Furniture. Take it home today. Find another furniture retailer, big box or local, that can offer you that right now. 
Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville. Thank you, Donna. We love you for your support of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. Marilyn, you as well. They're doing good things for the community. Uh, most of that you don't even hear about. Donna doesn't do it for for to get the press or to you know do whatever. She does it because her daddy, the Wolfman, Doyle, taught her how you do business. And, and that business plan includes, as a small locally owned business, take care of the community. Take care of the people. Where are you doing business? They do that every day. Also, a big thank you to Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline, Brightmore Healthcare, T-Mobile, and the Cadillac Jack, my second night podcast brought to you by. Come and get your board. Hey, Bear Country, this is Chris Chitwood at Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford. I'm so happy to announce that Cadillac Jack has joined the team here at Fayetteville Ford. I've been around the auto industry for 23 years, and I've learned a thing or three. Like the Ford F-Series is the best-selling truck on the road. Like Fayetteville Ford offers you the lifetime powertrain warranty. And I've learned that there is a difference in a Ford and a Fayetteville Ford. I'm Cadillac Jack, and I'm fired up to join Team Fayetteville Ford. Come and get your Ford. Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Fayetteville Ford. We're located at 275 North Glen Street, Fayetteville, Georgia, just north of the square. FayettevilleFordGA.com. Ford, built for tough, the F-Series, the best-selling truck on the road. Check your spam. That's where you're probably going to find the letter. And I hate that because it's new and improved. It's crisp. It's bright. we got a new platform. Take great pride in the letter and... um because it's a new platform, if you've been receiving it in your inbox for two years now, or for 96 issues, because we switched platforms, a lot of times it'll go to spam until the, your, your algorithm, your email algorithm is figured out. Dolly signed some deal with Duncan Hines. For, Cake mix. Yeah. It's uh, Dolly's Southern Delight Sweet and Sour Coconut Banana Pudding Cake Mix Box something. So she's doing media. She's a paid spokesperson. For Duncan Hines. So when she's on Good Morning America or on the Today Show or wherever, they have to on her super, you know, underneath her, like on the TV screen, it says Dolly Parton. It has to say paid spokesperson Duncan Hines. Here's how this happens. Because the networks aren't excited about giving Duncan Hines hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in free advertising. But they want Dolly because Dolly's a great guest. Dolly's fun. People know who she is. She, she, Unpredictable. Tells, she tells great stories. So you want Dolly on your show. But you don't want to get Duncan Hines all this free advertising. So what do you do? You negotiate. And, and here's how it goes. Each show, their, their, book, their talent booker, negotiates with either Dolly's people or Duncan Hines. And I bet it's more Dolly's people. And they say, we'll have Dolly on. We'll talk about her damn cake mix. But we want one question. Every show, and she's done so many. Dolly's done so much media for this. Every show she's been on, she's, she has been asked one question on each show. She's on a show called Access. I think it's Access Hollywood, rebranded now as Access. I don't know. And the question is about Jolene, her huge hit. Okay. And whether or not it was truly written about a woman that Dolly's husband, Carl, took a, took a liking to, Donna, down at the bank. I had heard this story before, too. And I always wondered. I always wondered. You know what? Is there any truth to that, you think? As you listen to this clip, the keyword is asphalt. Asphalt is the keyword here. It's Dolly. 
actually, it was based on uh, a little truth. Her name was not Jolene, but she was working at the bank, and she was this beautiful girl, and uh, that was bad enough that he was having to go to the bank as much as he was going, and I kept thinking, we ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> so uh, not yet, anyway. But he was saying he's talking about a— a because he was in asphalt paving, he and his father. And he was saying, I said, why, do you, why are you having to talk to her all the time? He said, well, I'm trying to get a loan. I'm trying to do this, you know, for our, our asphalt paving company. And I said, well, couldn't you talk to one of those hairy-legged boys about a thing like that? And uh, he said, no, this. I said, look, you better be talking to one of those boys or it's going to be your ass and your fault. It's going to be your ass so and your fault. So there's your ass fault. <laughs> classic Dolly. So classic. Classic Dolly. I love her. I bet she dressed his ass down sometimes. Another storyline that's been coming out of this media that she's been doing. Somebody must have asked about their sex life. Because the headline one day last week, you couldn't get away from it. Dolly Parton dresses up for husband Carl. Like she, she puts on like fishnet stockings and stuff. Now, I guess she she says she dresses up to keep it spicy. Well, good for her. For Carl, good for you know, her. Carl, you don't see Carl an awful no. lot. No, he he's always shied away from. He's behind the scenes. All kinds of attention. Would you prefer coconut or banana pudding? Banana pudding. All right, let's do this Tiffany Haddish story real quick. Peachtree City is thirty-two miles south of Hartsfield. It's in Fayette County. It's where I work. Tiffany Haddish, comedian Tiffany Haddish, was in town two weeks ago or something. You know, a lot of artists, a lot of actors and actresses are, are in that area because that's where all the movie studios are. Well, she gets arrested because she, she fell asleep at a stoplight. She was high. I mean, higher than high. And somebody called 911 to say there's someone that's passed out at the, at the stoplight. I don't understand what the big deal is. I seriously do not understand what the big deal is. Because you're impeding traffic. I, For, I mean, you're doing a lot of things, but you're impeding traffic and breaking the law. I have slept. Have you not never like taken a little power nap at a... A stoplight. Yes. No, I've not. I have. Okay. So there wasn't a whole lot that was said about this until she did uh, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I know you had a very public breakup, and then I just saw you're in the news last week. Well, I've been praying to God to send me a new man. A good man. <laughs> and uh, God went ahead and sent me four in a uniform. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting that at all. And, and uh, now I got a really great lawyer, and uh, we're going to work it out. And yeah. I got to get my my uh, asking of things to God a little better. Yeah, we got to be a little clear. So you think that that was all, all done in advance? Yeah, I think, yeah. I, well, I mean, I think that also sometimes, like, people can say, can you help me rehab this story? You know, and, like, especially, like, one comedian to another. I would not be surprised if he didn't even have some input on it, you know, or like one of his writers or, you know, I just think that that was not like a gotcha type moment. It's too good for her to come up with that on the fly. I agree, Donna. I agree. I think you're right about that. I think you're right about that now that I think about it. Oh, good. Uh, Let's see. She posted $1,666 in bond and was released from Fayette County Jail, 6.30 a.m. The same morning. I think she went in around 12.30. We got to get out of here. Where are we going? to bed oh okay audio for this episode from access nbc's the today show nbc's the tonight show mtm enterprises arista records nashville our big thanks to executive producer carl app and don't forget to subscribe to the letter uh, the letter is our e-newsletter component to the podcast it's a fun four minute read delivered to your inbox uh, probably your spam at this particular time but uh, you can fix that every saturday morning at 9 10 production assistance from steve mitchell and ingo studios in Atlanta, new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, 
proud to be part of the Abbott Podcast Network. Carl, return a text or something. How about it?